Welcome to the Heart-Centered Therapist Podcast, the podcast created for you, the therapist who leads with your heart and loves serving your clients. I'm Cindy Gozanski, your host. I know that being a heart-centered therapist is immensely rewarding and powerful and intensely challenging and difficult. We're on this journey together. My mission is to help you continue loving your work as a therapist, surviving being a therapist, and feeling more connected as a therapist. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Heart-Centered Therapist podcast. I am so glad you joined me today. For those who haven't met me, I'm Cindy Gozanski, your host. And for those who have, welcome back. It's great for us to all be in this space where we can talk about the real, raw, and often beautiful world of therapy. And that's what this podcast is all about. So today I have a solo episode and I want to talk about what it truly means to be a heart-centered therapist and how this approach impacts our professional journey and our interactions with clients. I think we talk a lot about being heart-centered. I ask all my guests, what does it mean to them to be heart-centered? And today I want to share some of my own thoughts about being heart-centered. And it goes beyond thoughts, of course. It goes to experience. I've been a therapist for almost 18 years now, and I'm still becoming a therapist because I believe we're always learning and we're always developing in this field. And it's really such a gift to do this kind of work where we can have so much professional and personal growth. So let's start with the first tenet of being a heart-centered therapist. And I consider it a big one. You know what it is? Risk. Being a heart-centered therapist is synonymous with embracing risk. It's a lot like being in any meaningful relationship. It's about the risk of loving, of losing, of grieving, and of being challenged. You know, when you're with a friend or a partner or a family member and you're all in, right? You're all in with that relationship. You know you're signing up for love and laughter, good times, and also tough, really hard times, tears and struggles. And I think it's the same with our clients, that we're there with them, heart and soul through the ups and the downs. Think about the last time a client's story really moved you, or being with a client, sitting with them really moved you. It happened to me today. This is heart-centered work. This openness is not just a professional stance. It's a personal commitment as a heart-centered therapist to being present to that spectrum of human experience alongside those that we help. We are open and present to that, whether it's the joys, the growth, the, the development, the struggle, the anxiety, the frustration, the dark, deep nights of the souls that we witness, all of that is part of the relational experience. And it's part of that risk we take to embrace showing up for all of it. And I think most people would not say, oh, being a therapist is a risky job. You just kind of sit there in your office chair and not a lot goes on, but they don't know the half of it. We take risks all the time in our work with our clients and our clients, they take tremendous risk with us, right? They're so vulnerable and willing to try something different and to embrace that risk. And we show up for them 
in that same way. That's heart-centered. We're now on to the very next tenet of being heart-centered, and it just kind of flows together like this. So another aspect of being a heart-centered therapist is visibility and vulnerability. In our practice, we don't hide behind an impenetrable professional facade. We as heart-centered therapists show our humanity, our off days. Being heart-centered means we are visible and we're less closed off. It doesn't matter what you've been learning in grad school. All of that counts. And I'm just offering that this counts too. Our eyes can well up with tears just like our clients do. That's when they know that we get it, that we're right there with them. We go beyond our professionalism to a greater authenticity. I'm not saying that we're not professional. We are. We're professional and authentic, right? It's, it's an and. It's something even greater. And when we can be genuine and open about something, we're modeling to our clients that it's okay to be human, to have challenges, and to work through them. That is vulnerability. And that, my friend, is a game changer. And it's a game changer in our work. We've all had those days, right? You're fighting a cold or you're tired or you're just feeling off. Guess what? It's okay to show that to your clients. I remember once telling a client I was under the weather and it opened up to this amazing conversation about self-care and resilience. And we both got something out of it. So it's showing them by your visibility and your vulnerability within reason that it's okay to be human that just like me, they are just like me, just like us. And so then we get to show them what leading from the heart looks like. Now, my next point about being heart-centered has to do with this misconception, and that is that being heart-centered varies with your level of experience or qualification, whether you're a conditional therapist, an associate, a student, or a fully licensed professional five years, 10 years, 20 years, the heart-centered approach remains consistent. And I'm smiling because I believe this so fully. It's less about your credentials and more about your willingness to open your heart and lead with love. This approach transcends years of training and experience. It takes practice because it's a new way of embracing risk in being with your clients and in being with yourself but it remains consistent. A heart-centered therapist sits with and doesn't fix trauma, suffering, depression, but a heart-centered therapist also offers hope from the client themselves. We are listening for the kernels of hope and we offer it back to our clients. And this comes not merely from our clinical knowledge and skills, but from our empathic understanding that we get from being in this place of openness and heart-centeredness. And that's something that it does not matter how many credentials you have, doesn't matter if you're new or experienced, it just matters how you show up and we all can do it. And that's when we can make such a difference for our clients. So whether you're just starting out or you've got years of experience, this heart-centered approach doesn't change. It's not about the letters after your name. I really want you to hear this. It's about how you open your heart and really see your clients. I have seen many student interns make profound connections just by being open and empathetic 
as much as seasoned professionals. Oh, I am really passionate about this, my friends. Our practice isn't solely about skills, though they are essential. And if you know me and how I work, I love counseling skills that really challenge us to be there on an experiential level with our clients. But what elevates our practice is when these skills are combined with heart. Think of it like a world-class athlete. Their success is not due just to their physical training and technique, but also to how much of their heart and soul they put into it. All the skill in the world does not make a Michael Phelps or a Serena Williams. Takes dedication, that push for something greater, and blending it with passion. And in our therapy sessions, we sit with our clients to discover meaning and purpose. And it's this combination of skill and heart that fosters healing, change, and growth. In therapy, it's when our skills meet our heart that magic happens. When our skills meet our heart, magic happens in therapy. And it's like finding meaning in the chaos, not just for our clients, but for us too. All right. The next tenet is that being a heart-centered therapist means being a leader in vulnerability and emotions. You as a therapist are a leader. And this does not mean that you're soaking up every emotion in the room. I think a lot of us go into this field and sometimes That's where we get in trouble. That's where the burnout, the compassion fatigue, that soul exhaustion happens. So instead, how do we lead in terms of vulnerability and emotions? It's more like being super aware of what's going on with our clients without getting lost in it ourselves. So we're acutely aware of our clients' emotions. We can can feel it but we maintain this distinction of recognizing and understanding and empathizing with those emotions without absorbing them. Now, this does take practice, right? But if you picture a time when you felt your client's pain, but kept your own footing, you didn't dissolve into a puddle or you didn't get like super depressed, that's the sweet spot. When you can feel into your client's experience and keep your own footing. We are there with them, we're fully present, and we're still holding our own. And I really think that this is the definition of a therapist maintaining professional boundaries while fostering those deep connections. You can be present with your clients, truly see them, and meet them where they are, and meet them where they want to be without losing yourself in the process. And this approach, even more so, allows us to expand our own experience of ourselves. Embracing this perspective means we acknowledge that we are vast as human beings, right? Remember that we are vast as human beings. I think we also try to share this with our clients, but sometimes it feels like so deep and profound and perhaps even spiritual that it seems too much. But you, the heart-centered therapist, needs to hold on to this perspective that we are vast. We have the capacity to be deeply aware of others' emotions, to lead with love, and yet simultaneously to take care of our own well-being. We can tune into others' emotions and still look after ourselves. That is the superpower, my friend, when you are deeply connected but not overwhelmed. Again, not easy, but this is that sweet spot. 
Think about the time you were really there for a client, so there, so present, and you still walked away feeling okay yourself, feeling okay yourself. That's the balance. That's the key. And I really believe that this is something that a client understands on a deep level because when they return the next week and find you ready and available and open to them, to see them, to hold that space for them, they get that testament of strength and resilience, that testament of the human spirit, right? That the human spirit is capable of this amazing resilience. And you show that for them when they come back the next week. So I think it's a really, really beautiful and important thing to model when you can model this superpower of being connected and also not getting overwhelmed and being okay, walking away, feeling okay yourself. Our clients need to learn how to do this too. They come back the next week and they see you doing it, bingo, that is such an important lesson for them that they start to osmotically get. Okay, two more important points I want to make about the heart-centered therapist approach. One, being heart-centered means being open to receiving, receiving feedback, blessings, wisdom, and insights, not just from our professional experiences, but from the very individuals that we are serving and supporting. Sometimes the most profound insights come from the people we're helping. This openness is a two-way street and it is beautiful. I've had clients point out things that have totally shifted my perspective. Sitting with clients can be so humbling and so valuable. And they've taught me about life and suffering and hope in ways that enrich my life and my work. And so this openness to receiving is a reminder that we guide and we are also perpetual students, constantly learning, evolving, and expanding our capacity to serve. And that's a huge part of the heart-centered approach. And finally, it's really important to acknowledge that therapy, like life, is not linear and it is a messy, moving, and profoundly human experience. I love to say therapy is messy and that's okay. It's a dance, sometimes graceful, sometimes stepping on toes. As heart-centered therapists, we embrace this unpredictability. We take risks, knowing that the most profound growth comes from these unexpected twists and turns. Therapy doesn't always follow a set script or adhere to rigid rules. Please embrace this as a reminder when you're like, oh my gosh, where is this session going? It's okay. There is no set script and the unexpected and the organic is where that magic is going to happen. So the organic process between therapist and client, guided by empathy, respect, and that commitment to healing and understanding is what you're aiming for. And what's going to happen when you show up naturally as a heart-centered therapist. And so I just really wanted to wrap this up by reminding you about the heart-centered therapist approach. What did we just what did we just discuss that it embraces risk? Number one, risk. You've got to embrace risk. We are doing a risky thing being therapists, as our clients are. That being a heart-centered therapist invites you to lead with vulnerability, to expand your capacity for empathy and self-awareness, to remain open to learning and growth, and to embrace that messy, beautiful chaos that is the therapeutic journey. So there you have it, a little bit of how I view the heart-centered 
therapist approach. Thank you for joining me on this exploration today. Also, I'm really excited to invite you to join me on this podcast. You can be a guest and sign up for a special therapist alignment session. And what that is, is a brief 15 to 30 minute conversation that we're going to have together, just you and me. It's a unique opportunity for you to realign with your heart-centered approach, both in your client interactions and in the development of your practice. It doesn't matter if you're at the beginning of your career or you're an experienced therapist. These mini sessions are designed to help you gain clarity on specific issues you're facing from a heart-centered approach. And so if you'd like to check the show notes and you can click on my Calendly link to sign up for a therapist alignment session. Again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep leading with love and stay heart-centered. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I invite you to subscribe and leave a rating or review. It really helps other people find this podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the links and resources mentioned. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.